On the Tuesday edition of the Zone Daily Podcast, we continue to get you ready for week one of University of Tennessee football with former Tennessee quarterback Jonathan Crompton. You can hear the whole conversation with me, Lucas Panzica, Jonathan Crompton, Ramon Foster, and Mike Wilson wherever you listen to podcasts under the Ultimate Tennessee Podcast. But Jonathan said something very interesting about mentoring quarterbacks and getting this offense up to speed that I want to highlight here today. Tuesday on The Zone Daily. Let's get it started right now. Yesterday's headlines, tonight's topics, and one big story you need to know. This is The Zone Daily Podcast with Will Bowling. So how quickly can a quarterback step into a team after spring practice and immediately be ready to be the starting quarterback? It's exactly what Joe Milton's going to have to do. Yesterday, Josh Heupel officially announced Milton as the starting quarterback for Tennessee when they take the field Thursday night in Neyland Stadium for the first time in 2021. I caught up with Vol for Life Jonathan Crompton uh, alongside Lucas Panzica on the newest episode of the Ultimate Tennessee Podcast talking about how head coaches have a feel for the game or or don't have a feel for the game. And I thought it was interesting that Jonathan made the point there's a conversation going on, a two-way dialogue going on between Josh Heupel and between Joe Milton leading up to week one. That it would be the determining factor in how Tennessee game planned for Bowling Green and how much Josh Heupel wants to water down his offense for the guy who he thinks is the most capable of running that offense effectively on Thursday night. Here's our conversation with the former Tennessee quarterback that shows a stark contrast between Tennessee's last regime and the new guy in charge. So the concern uh, that I would have about uh, Joe Milton is just developing the chemistry, not only with the receivers, but with the offensive line, um, A, only being there after spring practice, and B, just because you're splitting reps with not just one other guy, but three other guys uh, for a lot of the summer, for a lot of these spring, uh, or really for a lot of these fall practices, uh, how quickly would it take uh, reasonably a quarterback to feel comfortable uh, in this system? Because all things considered, I think Joe Milton is is certainly the most talented guy uh, out of all three of these quarterbacks that are left. But how long is it until he really feels comfortable and like he has a command of this offense? Honestly, that that's individual basis. Um, I think the coaches will do a good job this week um kind of toning it down a little bit you know what i mean like we're not going to throw the whole kitchen sink at everybody because it's game one like you said quarterback didn't have spring so keeping it with you know hey joe what do you really like this week and kind of run, getting them in that groove that's what a really good coach does especially week one coming in you've been splitting reps all you know all summer you know not even spring but just summer so that's that's what I'm expecting is to kind of let it get his feet wet and get some confidence. That's where the team will start building confidence and then going into week two. Um, but I mean, the good thing is we do we've got three good quarterbacks on this on this roster right now. That you know I, I'm. It's kind of sad to say, but somebody has to be the odd man out. You know that's the right. that's the that's the position of quarterback. So. Um, that will be that to me. That's going to be the interesting part to see how the season unfolds, to see what happens at that position. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like this is a lot of one read. You know, throws to the boundaries. It's timing routes with wide receivers, kind of outbreaking routes. These screens, kind of the the bubble screens, the middle screens that uh, Josh Heupel offenses like. 
Um, it, yep. it seems like if there was an offense that someone could get up to speed in really quickly, uh, it might be this well, one. Is that fair to say? It, well, yeah. I, I, it, it's honestly, it's a lot like Oklahoma. Um, you know, when Hypo went to Missouri, it was the same thing. They're they're very productive offenses. Um, but it, I go back to even you know when I was in school with Sam Bradford at Oklahoma. Sam was a, a heck of a ball player. I mean, honestly, obviously, he was number one pick for a reason. But if you go back and you watch those offenses, there's a, you know, they throw a, a lot of bubbles, a lot of tunnel screens, a lot of underneath throws to get your athletes in space, and then you take your shot down the field. And so it's kind of the, you know, the new age West Coast offense where West Coast offense was dink, 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 deep ball. Now it's bubble, bubble, screen, screen, deep ball. Um, so it's kind of that type of deal. So, yeah, it's a, it is a good offense to be able to come in on uh, limited reps and, and be able to be successful. It sounds like you really need to have a conversation, a two-way conversation with your quarterback yes. leading into a game and being in a game. And, you know, the more we hear about Jeremy Pruitt and the way he manages program, I don't think there were a lot of two-way conversations happening with anybody um yeah that, that were uh, he, he didn't have a feel for the game uh, uh in the moment he wanted everyone to kind of get on his wavelength and his feel for the game without him kind of coming around to the way other people were were feeling and reading the game and it sounds like from the, what i hear about josh heupel and getting to know him he's got a really good feel for how his guys and specifically how his quarterbacks are kind of reading the moment reading the game plan yeah because i mean that's the thing I mean, when you come off the field the first thing that should be talked about is what did you see on that drive mm -hmm. what did you see because the coach is always going to see it a little different than the player because he has the bird's eye view right if you're in the box you see everything it's slow it's slower that way so you're always like well did you see this if the player says no i didn't see it or i read it this way they've got to be able to communicate and figure out how to come to a common ground of okay Maybe I need to stay away from that play, or maybe we need to adjust this, this, and this, whatever that, you know, whatever it is, you know, per that drive. That's where, that's where the great coaches set themselves apart. I mean, look at, look at Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. He inherited, a, you know, not that great of a team, had some good athletes. He had SEC athletes, and then look what they do. He can in-game adjust very, very well. But it's not just him, it's his whole staff. And that's what Tennessee's been lacking the past couple of years. So I'm hoping with Heupel, I'm hoping he continues to do that because he, he did it at Missouri really well. If you can win at Missouri or you can put up numbers at Missouri, I promise you you can at Tennessee because we get better athletes than Missouri does overall. And you have more resources at Tennessee to get the players to want to come play for you. I feel like this is a good note to end on because Lane Kiffin, obviously, your head coach for your senior season at Tennessee, uh, at what he did at Ole Miss last year. Look, they were five and five. Uh, you know, they were five hundred. If it's a regular season, they were probably yeah. six and six. They're, and, they're but the thing is, their team they shouldn't have been that. And I'm not saying he was the, a world beater at anywhere else. I'm just I'm just stating because I've had those conversations coming off the field with him, and he he always did a really good job of. Okay, what'd you see? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, I saw it this way. You saw it this way. Let's find a middle ground. He did that really well. And he, he did it really well at Alabama. But 
that's the only reason why I bring him up because of personal experience. There are a lot of really good in-game adjusters. Like I said, look at Hypolip Missouri. He didn't have that great of athletes around him as a coach, you know, from top to bottom. And they produced a lot. You know, at least, I don't know about their win totals, but at least offensively with statistics, they, they produced. Um, I, I, so I think he does it really well. I mean, he did the same thing at Oklahoma when he was the quarterback coach. I think I'm, I'm excited for it. I think he does it better than a lot of people at that position. Well, and what Kiffin did last year at Ole Miss, just as far as the points that they put up, the buzz that was generated around that program, that offense was was near prolific. The defense was j- oh, just as bad on the flip side. Oh, I mean, the defense was atrocious. Oh, was horrific. <laughs> and Kiffin hasn't been shy about it, right? He said, man, it'd be no, great if we could just horrific. get somebody to punt <laughs> once. But nobody's yeah. talking about that, though. Nobody's talking about how bad the defense is at Ole Miss. It's, it's the most buzz this program has had and I don't know how long. Is that kind of the approach that Josh Heupel needs to have after year one that maybe go five and seven, six and six, but people are just talking about how fast and fun the offense was. And, you know, it, that it's funny you say that because that actually shows the, the turn in today's game. And that's why I use that yeah. phrase of we need to stop letting the defenses dictate to us as an offense. And we need to put them on their heels, and we need to go out there and dictate to them and run whatever the hell we want to run, and let them know that we're better than you. You you may score sixty on us, but we're going to score sixty one on you as the mindset, and that's that's today's football. And once again, you can find that podcast, the entire conversation, three of them, uh, about an hour and a half of Tennessee football conversation wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's pretty much it for today. We're going to continue to talk Tennessee. We're going to talk Tennessee Titans roster cuts because today's the day. This afternoon, the Titans have to cut their roster down to their regular season size, and we're going to have the full breakdown of the 53-man roster for the Tennessee Titans on tomorrow's show. Be on the lookout for that. As always, it comes at 5 a.m. right here on the 104.5 The Zone Podcast Network.